Welcome to A Woman's Brew, where women talk about beer. Today, we're kicking off our adventures into lager by checking out Czech Pills. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hello, hello. And we're two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. These intros are getting better. It would have been a missed opportunity if I didn't. Um, Punning. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody I know. Somebody I know went to uh, uh, somewhere on that that side of the world. I don't remember specifically which place they went to um, for work. And their out of office was like, "Check my clock. I'm going. <laughs> like, I'm going to be out of office or oh, something God. like that." And I was like. <laughs> That is brilliant. I love that. <laughs> Stolen. Um, yeah, it was so great. Um, but yeah, I just thought like it's a missed opportunity if I don't if I don't take that. I would have. I feel like people would have been disappointed in me if I didn't pick the low hanging hanging fruit. There, okay, so. fine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So we kind of thought like I think we've done we've potentially done sort of like an overall bit on lagers, but we never really sort of broke it down. There's so many so many different types of lagers that we just thought, why don't we? Yeah. I'm going to break it down. People just go, I don't like lager. But actually, there's a world of lager out there. So. And alternatively, <laughs> we were talking about this a minute ago. Alternatively, I've when I've worked behind the bar at festivals or events and somebody has gone, do you have a lager on? And then you're like, oh, yeah, I've got this Pilsner. Um, and they're like, well, I, but I want a lager. And you're like, yeah, yeah I've got, got this Pilsner. Got a Pilsner. Like, I guess that'll do. And you're like, yeah. Sure will. <laughs> Absolutely will. <laughs> We're here to help, yeah. help you with your lager education. If you're not quite round at that point in your craft beer cycle, because we, we know this is how it works, right? You drink crap lager when you're grown up and then you get into real beer and then you go, I don't like lager. You start drinking IPAs and sours and whatever else. And then you come back around and you go, I just really want a lager. And then you know you've come the full craft beer circle when you come back it's to true. the lagers. It's absolutely true. And again, no, no like judgment if you are. No judgment. Like, I want lager, and someone says pilsner, and then they're like, mm, sure. But I do, I do think it's really funny of, of uh, some of the attitudes I've got from people when they've asked for a lot. Like the be- the bewilderment is the is the explanation I'd give when someone's asked for a lager, and I've gone, oh, yeah, we've got this or this, and they're like, uh. <laughs> So right. yeah, hopefully a, we thought it would be really useful to start kind of diving into to some of these. We're going to break down the... that umbrella term, and we're going to start with the Czech Pilsner. That's one of my faves when we're talking about lagers. I mean, before we actually drink the beer, I just wanted to be like really clear as well with our t-shirts. I'm wearing my Braybrook t-shirt, which shows yep. the, the brewing process. Because Braybrook make excellent lagers, and I've got my Bardvar t-shirt like, on. Do I have a lager theme? Like, I don't, like, do I have a yeah. lager theme t-shirt? I was like, yeah, I yeah, actually I do. did. I, do you know what? I nearly wore that one. I nearly <laughs> wore it. We would have been great. twinning as per usual, but I was I, just like... I know like, exactly why you've picked the Budvar one, though, because, yeah. I mean, should we make it very clear why you've picked the Budvar one? Um, because we're going to, I mean, we're going to drink a Budvar, and I've also got my my mini Budvar glass. I've got a big one. you got your big one. you got the big boy, i got I'm the mini not, one. I don't think I'm actually going to drink out of it, though, You're not going to drink out of it? Oh, I mean, I can do, but I kind of feel like it's a really big. They are a bit like. I mean, this is the thing about lager, right? It's it is meant. As well, listen. 
Yeah, they're good. They're good quality. Um, I can't ever guarantee that they're beer clean because I because of the ridges in them. Look at that. Um, I know it's got the Ooh. engraved in the bottom is the logo that's on the cap of Budvar, which is like three towers and the lion griffin turrets lion in the middle <laughs> um yeah they've got ridges around them and they can be a real pain to get beer clean at home everybody so don't be upset if your budvar glass isn't beer clean because it is very difficult to get clean i mean mine just might be a bit dusty i guess the people's choice the people being you shall i drink out of it or shall i, I mean drink it? i bought my mini one i'm not going to fill it all the way up all right, I'll drink out of it. But this is the thing about lager, <laughs> right? Lager is literally designed to be drunk in quantity. Like, you know, the higher ABV ones, maybe not so much, because uh, you'll fall over. But they are meant to be drunk in quantity because they're quantity crispy glass boys. <laughs> this, this glass definitely does quantity. <laughs> it is sturdy. I can drink out of it. I can knock someone out with it. There's lots of like great uses for it. And I love we that have it's got this, like the logo quite on it. Well. about it, about the bug yeah, glasses. They are, they are good and solid. They are they very are. solid. I they feel are like mugs. if I dropped it, it probably wouldn't even break. For those <laughs> listening, if you haven't seen one of these, um, they have a handle and they kind of look like a mug. But they've got ridges around the bottom love it I'll, I'll drink out of it but i feel like we they are meant to like you said they're meant to be drinking in greater quantities which isn't normally what you do when you're recording a podcast it is not i mean <laughs> not when, when we're recording sort of, when we're especially when you want to sort of keep it to the side and try amongst all the other ones yeah. but yeah be, be right. okay be all right all right we're, so we're going to crack into this budvar check pills now um on the label it says the original check lager uh, don't get confused because it does say Budweiser Budvar. Don't get confused. This is not like the Budweiser from the US. It's different. It is funny. Like um, I saw some articles as well, being like, you know, the top um, top Czech pilsners. You've got like Pilsner Kohl. You've got it said Budweiser Budvar, and it, then in brackets it said not to be confused with American Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I guess you probably do have to, especially because the right. To be fair as well, the writing is red yeah and so like you probably Similar some colors. people probably go like oh maybe it's maybe it's just like a vintagey looking version of of that it's not no it is nothing like it doesn't taste anything like american Budweiser. um it is also in a green bottle green glass bottle which doesn't afford it the best um protection from uv rays um you just gotta drink it quick <laughs> I stored mine in a dark fridge. Yeah, mine was in a dark fridge in a car- uh, in a cardboard box as well for a bit. Keep those UV light, UV rays away from your green glass because it it will do bad things to your beer. All right, we're going to pour this, and then we're going to talk about the tasting notes of a Czech Pilsner. I'm just going to probably just dump it. You should dump it. Yeah, mine is not beer clean. Apologies, folks. Mine is not too bad, actually. I mean, the side that's facing me is bad, so I'll just turn it around. <laughs> uh, the thing I always like about a Budvar is a nice, thick, foamy head. I've not got one today. I've only got a small one. Mine's all right. It's like a finger's worth. You, you kind of want two nice. fingers at least, really. Um, but it has got a lovely, rocky, white, foamy head on there. Oh, get that bready. So 
much that bready I've milk. Literally put the whole. Did you? Have you put the whole mil, bottle in? Five hundred ml bottle. In. I've still got about two hundred ml in the bottle of mine. <laughs> um, lots of nice carbonation bottle bubbles. It's a gorgeous gold, bright and clear. Smells crispy. I'm excited. So, what should your Czech Pilsner actually look and taste like? I feel like this is going to be cumbersome. She says, having a sip. I know. This is the thing, though. Like <laughs> For me, it's going to be cumbersome. They're, they're quite it's heavy. A big glass, and I've got quite small hands. Yeah. You've got the big glass as well. Um, so. Only two, two hands to sip it as well. It's so pathetic. I look like it. Donald Trump drinking water. <laughs> uh, watch the video for oh, that one, Kermit. everybody. I look like uh, the Kermit <laughs> meme where I'm like. <laughs> That's none of my business. That's though. none of my business, though. <laughs> Uh, right, so according to BJCP, you check pills now. In appearance, should be straw to gold in colour. Yeah, this bad boy is nice it and gold. Is indeed. Very clear clarity. Although some modern versions are referred to as yeasted and maybe slightly cloudy. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> um, and it should have I a dense. Say... It should have a dense white head that's long lasting. Um, well, it's not ours are not. That could be my glass, maybe. Uh, it could be the glass. It could be because it's coming from a bottle rather than draft. If you've ever had one of these on draft somewhere, they usually do have that lovely head that lasts all the way down. Beautiful. And I would say this is quite clear. I think what makes it harder to see out the other side is just the the ridges and the yeah, glasses. the ridges like, on it. Mine's the bit at the bottom. But like, if nice I put my finger up above that, it's not distorted at all. Um, so aroma, it should be rich. And bready with the malt character. Yeah. Uh, the hop notes should be spicy, floral, or herbal. Uh, and it is possible for there to be a light diacetyl note. So it is common for the Czech Pilsner to have a little bit of a buttery smell to it. That is part of the style. It's also one of the things that makes people really not like it. <laughs> um, I've heard many people be like, I don't want to drink a glass of butter how rude <laughs> yeah I've, I've been like oh i'm gonna get a bud but no i'm not drinking the butter beer <laughs> some people get upset about it um but it is like cask beer there is a low amount of diacetyl that may be perceived in the aroma of this beer in flavor we are looking for a bready malt profile that is rich and complex uh, it may contain an impression of caramel from the malt. It will have a pronounced but soft bitterness, but this should not be harsh. So your German Pilsner, which we'll probably do in a future episode, that's your Pilsner that's got a bit of bitterness to it. Your Czech Pilsner should be soft, um, which is one of the reasons why I prefer it. It will have floral and spicy notes from the hops. It'll have a long finish, which is a good balance of the malt and hops. So it shouldn't be like lots of bitterness from the hops or lots of rich character from the malt. It should be a nice balance of the two that lingers along. So it's not, not a complete crispy boy because there is a bit of a linger there. Um, and again, possible diacetyl or hop derived esters, but these should be low and are not a requirement of the style. So you might get diacetyl in the aroma. You might not get it in the body. If you do, it's okay, but it's not really a requirement. It should have a medium body, a moderate to low carbonation, and overall, 
we're looking for complex malt flavors uh, and a refreshing drinkability because you want to be able to drink a lot of it how do you think I this think compares to that i'd give it a check on all accounts oh good god <laughs> except maybe i think the only thing i don't really get out of it is like the floral notes yeah like the, the floral element to it i do get like some spiciness but it's a little bit more like mild i tend very, for me very heavily like malt like the the malts are very heavy yeah, yeah i do get that caramel like i can get a little bit of the caramelly aspect of it that you mentioned yeah uh, and i do think there's like quite a long finish on it it's good and and i think that the carbonation level is definitely like moderate like i wouldn't say it's there it's noticeable it's it's quite apparent but it's very short lived for me in the sense of it's not like you know how sometimes they're so carbonated that it's you have that dry finish and it's quite yeah it's not like that you have that like um carbonation hit but it's balanced out like quite well and like you said the flavor kind of just yeah lingers on yeah i think going back to the hops and we will talk about czech hops at some point later on um it says on the bottle this is brewed with whole cone sars um and we'll talk about sars later but sars i think tends to be less floral and it's kind of more spicy woodsy is your flavor profile from sars so there you go going quiet while we i think for me have a lovely bit of it <laughs> i think for me could i drink this in like this specific one in higher quantities like i feel like to some level i could but i still think that there's enough carbonation there that it's like there's still like a little bit of like gassiness there that you yeah. kind of like i feel like i'd feel quite full up relatively quickly on it still if you know what i mean um but also i think that i would like mine to be slightly cold like i feel like even though seemed like it was a cold temperature came out of the fridge i mean we did chat for a bit before we started recording maybe it got slightly less cold so i think that maybe if this was like fresh off tap or like it was like a slightly colder temperature as well i'd potentially like it even more but yeah i can't really complain it's it's a staple in the sense of like i feel like it delivers mainly at a high level like at a high production level it's yeah easy to sort of get hands on um production wise and like i feel like it's no frills straight to the point pretty yeah as far as that level of of brewing production goes and what it is like i can't really complain it delivers exactly what i think and it's consistent like every time i have it it's consistent yeah yeah it's definitely consistent i mean there if you work at budvar you basically work for the czech government so <laughs> that's how regulated it is um serving temperature if you oh, were yeah, yes it is yeah owned by yeah if you were if you were interested in the serving temperature of a check pills now uh four to seven degrees celsius which is 40 to 45 degrees fahrenheit so yeah relatively cool yeah i said i think this is just i think it was sat out just long enough and then when it's in a bigger glass as well it just i don't know it's yeah really like and that's the thing right about having like big glasses of german beer I feel like they get warm before you get to the bottom. Maybe I just don't drink fast mm. enough. Yeah, but yeah, I think there's like part of it is I like to take it in. And I might yeah. be like, oh, and some people just go, I just want to drink it. And yeah. I think to be fair, like if we were somewhere, if we were at like a festival or something where this was 
one of the if you were somewhere where you were drinking large quantities anyways and this was kind of like what you were having throughout the period like if you're at a bar or you're somewhere specific and this is what you're choosing to drink like exclusively you probably get quicker at drinking it as well because you're kind of like i've taken in all the flavors and now it's just drink it whereas like i i, ha- I do i've had it a few times but i kind of have it few and far between if that makes sense mm. i'm not out there drinking it all the time because it's not like i go someplace and that's what's on tap or anything like that so i drank a fair bit at london craft beer festival last year that, that was they're always at the craft to. beer festivals yeah they're always at the craft beer festival i do have one when i'm at a craft beer festival like when i'm at one of the festivals that i have them um but i think like i don't have it enough in in a year period or something where i'm like yeah i could just drink this without thinking about it mm-hmm. i still like to take my time and go oh, just enjoy it yeah yeah i get what you mean i get what you mean Right, cool. do you Shall want we save to, some of this to sort of let's it save a little bit. Let's save a little bit and we can compare it to the others because I'd be interested to see how they all stack up against each other. Should we try the next one? Yes, let's. I'm going to let you pronounce this one. Cool, so I mean I have looked it up but it's it's kind of a, it's telling me multiple different <laughs> ways to say it so I'm just going to just go, with, I looked all of this stuff up, I'm going to preempt all of it. So I look all of this stuff up now yeah. to try to get a pronunciation. I've asked numerous different sources and uh, there's one or two different ways to pronounce it. So I'm going to say them both and see what happens. So it's either <laughs> Zichovec Brewery yeah. or Zikovec Brewery, um, depending on who you're... I mean, the same website told me two different <laughs> pronunciations. Because it said, like, if you're in the UK, yeah. you pronounce it Zichovec. Okay. If you're in the US, you pronounce it Zikovec. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Um, it, you Americans you can't pronounce things English right. Speaking countries. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's interesting. I don't know. So someone can correct me if they're from this area. And please let us know. So yeah, it's Zikovec, Zikovec or Zichovec Brewery. Um, yeah. So just some like quite high level facts about them. Uh, so this is just their their pilsner. This is literally just. Yeah, I don't think pilsner. I've I had this um, one before. I'm not even so what I didn't actually look up how to say some of the other things on this on this uh label so I'm not going to attempt to say that because I didn't look at it because I just know it's the Czech Pilsner <laughs> number 12 <laughs> I, I was like don't need to say the rest number 12 yeah it's and like 12 orangey-ish colored label I believe 12 refers to the degrees Plato that it is so they have like that. So there'll be I like a shocked. There'll be a ten degrees, and there'll be a. This is like a twelve degrees, I believe, because it's Plato. I wouldn't be shocked a... because I think there's numerous breweries that have used yeah numbers, and it tends to be the same. So we've got two different breweries that both are just just have twelve on it. Um, that's our Czech Pilsners. So I mean, what is that? Just for anyone that doesn't know, like myself, what what is that? Um, so Plato is another way of measuring like your original gravity when you're brewing. So like the original gravity is how much sugar is in your beer um, before, like in your wort before it is fermented into beer. And then you take a final gravity reading at the end and then there's a calculation you do that gives you the ABV. Um, degrees Plato is another way of measuring that. Um, so I believe this is 12 degrees Plato, like so, the Utopians, uh, Czech Pilsner is called Ten Degrees because it's a Ten Degrees Plato beer. 
interesting that is really that that's a fun fact in and of yeah. itself so that is good and also it's a 500 mil can like you can't go wrong with 500 mil right. can Lagers come in big sizes. This is what I said. <laughs> Great. I'm really excited about this one, to be honest. Uh, we got it from... We ordered it from House Tremblin Madness, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. They've got a few of them on there. Always, the you can always rely on Tremblin Madness to have a good selection. Yeah. Top tip. <laughs> so, I did look at the brewery a little bit. Uh, I've got a link. We can post the link in the notes. Um, so it's a family-owned microbrewery that started in 2012. They are currently located in Lowney, which is in Czechia. So, or you know, Czechia. Sorry, uh, it's located in Czechia, which was the Czech Republic. But from what I've seen, basically, they've sort of gone. We don't want to be called the Czech Republic anymore we want to be called Czechia and I saw an article that was basically like if Americans be if English speaking countries if Americans and English speaking countries can pronounce Czech Republic they can pronounce Czechia <laughs> it I was mean, like the stanza so I think it was an, on, a, on a US article it was I think like NPR or something and it was like why you know they're, they're trying to move this name and there's concerns around people not being able to pronounce it and the response literally just, was just like, if you can pronounce the czech republic you can pronounce czechia do you know what i had so... this so i had this conversation with like just just let's go off on a tangent here um <laughs> always oh, when, like, only right, always right. let's do it so when i worked on cruise ships on my <laughs> when i worked on cruise ships my first contract we went to hawaii and when the ships went to hawaii they would bring on a polynesian dance group and so, you know, we were the other entertainment group, so we all hung out together. And, like, they would be like, hey, like, my name's Tony. And we were like, is it? <laughs> and they're like, no. Like, but it's easier. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's easier for English, like, English-speaking people to say Tony. And I was like, what's your real name? And they're like, Akoni. And I'm like, then your name is Akoni. I can learn how to say it. Like, just tell me what your name is and I'll learn it. Like... So we refuse to, to some degree, use Because I've definitely had that before as well, where yeah. people have gone like, oh, this is my name. And you go, oh, okay, cool. And they're like, well, it's not my real name. It's just yeah. like, you know, they like people that have emigrated over there, it's not my real name, but you could just call me this because it's easy. I yeah. mean, even someone, I, I, I did an interview with someone that is from Scotland and, and um, like originally they, they don't live there anymore. And their name, I won't say their name for anonymity purposes, obviously, but like it was a name that they basically... If you looked at it, you probably could, like, sound it out based yeah. on what it looked like. But they were like, oh, yeah, like, I sort of did the whole, like, do you have a nickname? Like, do you have any preferred pronouns? Like, all that type yeah. of stuff. Just trying to sort of get to know them to make them feel comfortable. And they were like, yeah, this is my name, but you can call me this. Because most people have trouble saying, like, that, you know, my full name. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't think it's that complicated. No. I'm like, like, do, like do you oh, want no, to I be called? Kind of what like, do you want to be called? Right. No, but I did think I was like, I was like, oh, it's just really, I was like, oh, I was like, that's interesting. I was like, because I didn't think that was that difficult yeah. to say. And I was like, I'm sure some people do, but like, that's the thing. If you just go, oh, sorry, can you just tell, like, show me how right. to pronounce that? Yeah, tell me your name. Pronounce it because I'd rather call someone what they feel comfortable. But on the other yeah. side, I can empathize because I imagine they probably go, I am so sick of correcting people or having yeah. them call me yeah. the wrong thing that it's just easier. And actually, you know what? that's a great name let's just go fuck it let's just call right. ourselves that name because it's just so much easier than having the conversation with people that either can't be bothered to learn or just 
cannot get past the mental block of knowing how to say it. So I can completely see like both sides of that. And, and like people who have got their bad, Starbucks so name. Me, I'll try. So like your Starbucks name because oh. the people in Starbucks <laughs> can never. Starbucks name is Rick. Starbucks name is like Craig. Right, because like you just like I was Joanna the other day, rhyming spelt like Moana, and I was like, like "That's Moana. not my name." <laughs> like, what? I mine's not Rick's... even difficult. Like, come on. Rick's was especially like interesting. The amount of because we thought maybe like the first time it happened and he had Craig written on it that it was like that's a one-off. That's maybe and we we even had a moment where like, did we grab? Did somebody name Craig order the same? <laughs> And you just happen to get it instead. Right. Like, that's yeah. interesting. And then it happened numerous times. And we were like, I guess Craig. you're Craig now. <laughs> Sometimes I'm Sharon. You're Craig now. Oh, I'm sure my mum would love that. That's yeah. right. You can always yeah. give your drink to my mum. Yeah. That's good. I can share with your mum. Sharon. Sharon. Yeah. How does Joe act? I don't know. Sharon. <laughs> don't get it. Anyway, names. They're great. Uh, names. Names. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how we got there, but that was great. That was... <laughs> I learned people not being able to pronounce things that's how we got there yeah i guess to be fair as well with my mispronunciations i'm googling them and i'm listening to videos but those people could be wrong so unless like the country comes up to me and says like no this is actually how i'm called or somebody from that country tells me because these videos as well are not it's like i would like chechia to come up to somebody in another country but the thing is the video that i watched was someone like in another country telling me how to pronounce a Czech name. Another country. Like, oh dear. Cool. Uh, so don't don't at me at the people on YouTube that are telling me the wrong things. Um, anyways, yeah, Czechia. So basically, they're like, you can say Czech. That, that's it. You can say Czechia if you can say the Czech Republic. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they're they're located in in, in Lowney. Uh, so yeah, they started in 2012 and they did start in the village of uh, Zitrovec. So that is where they started before moving to Lowney. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I like I looked at their website and I feel like people should check it out because it's, it's some interesting stuff there as well. We'll put so it in the show notes. They mentioned that they brew. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, they brew around 60 types of beer a year. That they, that's what they've got on their website. And it's interesting because look there, they also had like, they had guest beers, they had non-alcoholic beers. It, they do a beer subscription. They had tasting packs, like numerous different tasting packs. So oh, I nice. feel like some breweries miss a trick because I feel like there are some breweries that they just either sell in single cans or just the introduction to them, which is great. Like, that's fine. But yeah. what I quite liked about theirs is they were like, we have a sour pack and we have a summer specific pack and we have a um, our core range pack and nice. stuff like that. And I was like, obviously we can't get them because they, they yeah, don't ship over here. So you're not going to ship to the UK, minus. but... But yeah, and it looks like they do some bottles and cans and, you know, they they do, they did have like quite a good sounding selection. Like they had a bunch of stuff that just sounded really delicious. So they had a few sours on there, which I was like, well, that's good. Because I tend to find that sometimes like sour can, sour beers as opposed to like, la- like actual like lambics and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like what we kind of think of as sour can feel like it doesn't make its way, like it doesn't stretch out that much farther into like mainland europe at times like because sometimes that feels like that's just not something certain places do well so i wasn't sure what to expect i mean you're only supposed to do lambic style if you're outside of the lambic region to be fair yeah but, but 
I just mean like in the sense like of what just we sours do with in salad, general. Like when we go, yeah, sa- like sours in general, not yeah. like lambics and stuff like, like that. But I mean, wild like, when fermented, we think of like UK sours, and we're like smoothie sours oh, yeah. and you know a peach mango sour extravaganza. I don't know something like that. Like, <laughs> that I kind of delicious. didn't know. Well, I know it really does. Um, I didn't really know what to expect of that, but like yeah. they've done a few lagers, they've done a Mexican lager, they've done a milkshake IPA. I'm literally looking at it. They've got a whole bunch of New England IPAs, and then like so, they did have some sours, which were um, they do a hoppy dark saison, which sounds Ugh. amazing. They've done. You never get dark saisons, and they are amazing. I, it sounds amazing like I want like I saw that and I was like I want that they've done a rhubarb and strawberry sour so I mean like mm. that kind of sour mm. where it's like lighter fruit oh, as yeah, opposed yeah. to like wild fermented funky like that kind of stuff um, so I didn't know what to expect and that was really cool they've got like a whole like I said a whole sour tasting pack which nice. I thought was good they got passion fruit sour in that pack it's a passion fruit sour passion fruit and guava sour raspberry sour black currant and a rhubarb and strawberry and i was like that's a nice selection amazing and the yeah. fact they did a strawberry and banana milk milkshake ipa is like that sounds like really good as well i know some people go yeah milkshake ipa but that even sounded like interesting <laughs> to me they've done some wheat beers um farmhouse ale with new zealand hops they've got an old school white ipa so i thought that was oh, that was cool. interesting Just really interesting yeah stuff because i didn't like i said i went in with no expectation and was kind of like what else do they do thinking it would all be like really traditional yeah and some of these breweries that i tend to find tend to have like smaller amounts of what they actually have for sale and it tends to be more straightforward no frills so yeah find it interesting check it out not that you can get anything but (laughs) if you're in the uk check it out just just for the for the fomo yeah you want to join the fomo train yeah (laughs) want to drink it now yeah, that's, uh, let's drink it now. I'm now on to improper glassware. Because I don't have enough lager glasses. I'm going to use my hoppy place. Tiny oh, jug. nice. I'm just on to my little <laughs> tasting glasses. So we shall see how this goes. Oh, I've got a better head on this one this time around. I did a really hard pour. And that's well, yeah, I've got a nice, this one's got a nice head on it. It's got a nice, like... Two and two, two and a half to three finger head on mine. Yeah, mine is as well. That's it's the same mine colour. Is it's gold. Well. Well, let it's, me. Yeah, let's do a I can hold it up comparison. Here. Yeah, it's it's nice gold. I think it's bit more yellow, lighter. Yeah, like, it's hard to tell in my lighting if you're watching the video, but I can tell. It is very similar, but I would say um, this is going to sound really weird, but kind of. Towards the centre of it, it's probably the same colour as the Budvar, but like okay. kind of around the outside of it, it looks a bit lighter in colour. It's nice and clear. It's got some little streaming bubbles. Mine have very few bubbles and they're very slow moving, but they are there. Oh, it's bready. A little bit of cracker. Oh, I definitely get cracker. Mm. I wouldn't have thought that until you said that. That's nice. I think I get a little bit of caramel in mine. But... Mm. It's clean smelling. Mm. All right, I'm going in. I really like the taste of that. Mm. It's. I don't feel like that. It tastes quite the same to like the. It, I feel like it tastes fairly different to the bud. Yeah. Milk, but in a way that I really, really enjoy. I almost got a bit. This is going to sound really weird. 
almost got a bit of like let me let, before I make a bold statement please take another sip I almost got a bit of I don't want to say like banana because that's not what I mean but almost like that's similar to like when you have a wheat beer okay um it's not the it's not banana that I'm going for but the flavors kind of go sort of like, like the together like the like. wheat flavor like the that kind of grainy yeah it could be yeah yeah, yeah, maybe wheat. that's what I'm thinking. Because I'm just, it's, I'm trying to separate some of the flavours yeah. apart. And I'm like, mm, some of these go hand in hand, so it's hard to sort of separate them. And that's just what pops into my brain first. I feel like this has got, I don't want to say bitterness, but there's something, more like it's drier. Than, uh, there it's more bitter than the than the Bud Bars, bar, uh, than the Bud Bar. It's woody. I would say it's full of mouthfeel. Yeah. Far less far less carbonated so the carbonation for this is much lower i feel and it's much drier finish yeah yeah definitely doesn't linger as long i'm not getting any of the bitterness i'm not getting any of the butteriness it's very drinkable Mm. i feel like i actually could probably drink higher quantities of this because i feel like the carbonation is lower and that dryness is there yeah and there is that bitterness. Yeah. I feel like it would pair better with snacks than the Bud Bar would. Yeah. And I want to keep drink. I mean, I want to keep drinking both of them, really. But I feel like this sort of, like, has that Moorishness to it that I want to keep drinking it. I think it More goes... So, I think because it dries it out that you're like, I need to yeah. just have another sip. Yeah. I think it goes kind of slightly outside the rigid style guidelines because it's not got that long finish i don't think that's in detriment to the beer itself (laughs) no i agree i feel like it the style got like based on the sort of style guidelines that we went through like i don't i feel like there are boxes that it ticks but yeah there are some things that are very clearly goes against like so that bitterness that you said like when you went oh the bit are maybe the bit and i was like no definitely yeah for me, I was going to say that as well. For me, definitely, there's a higher bit, a noticeable higher yeah. bitterness there. That I sort of was like, yeah, that's. I think it really get in a in a homebrew competition. I think it get marked down for that. <laughs> but I actually find that it's very. But I like horrible. it, right? <laughs> and this is the thing, right? This is the thing about beer judging and things like that. Like there are guidelines. Brewers don't always work to guidelines, and then there's the subjective nature of beer you might like it another person might not like we all have different taste buds that's why beer judging is hard <laughs> i was gonna say that's got to be that's probably got to be the most difficult part as well is like if you make a really good beer and like i'm sure that they've obviously followed like processes and stuff like that yeah. but maybe it's just kind of like how the ingredients that they use line because i think this one's far less bready um there's not really that caramelly mm. note i feel yeah. like there's a little bit the spicy i feel like there's more spiciness yeah. in this there's more spicy woody spiciness to this one spicy woody yeah i would definitely like i get where you're coming from with the woodiness so i think it does actually match up with some of the stuff it's those things that are sort of maybe characteristics of like the saz hops that we sort of talked about earlier that the budvar didn't have that it just makes it feel like it's so much different yeah how it would rate in like guidelines world i don't know but that feels a bit like that's gotta be a bit of shit if you make a really good beer and then you have like uh, you go through a judging and it's like the beer is really good like how do you as a judge 
go, I really, really like this beer. I mean, there but is in a... In terms of rating, there is, what do you do in that situation? That's so, really interesting to me. there's a whole sheet. If you're, so, if you're doing BJCP judging, there's a whole sheet that you have to fill out. Um, the best judges fill out that sheet fully to really give the brewer information that they can then use to improve or change or whatever. Um, like it's, I think when I've talked to BJCP judges, like I'm, I'm not a certified BJCP judge. Let's put that out there. I have judged on BJCP um, uh, competitions, and then you get paired with a certified judge. Blah blah blah. Um, but I, those forms can go back to the brewer, and so filling those out fully with good information is very helpful to home brewers. Not everyone does it, but they should. Um, there, is, there are different sections and there is a section at the end that's kind of like your overall impression and like you can say whether it's to style whether it's like whether it's a good beer whether it's a drinkable beer like because sometimes it might not be to style but it might be a really good beer and you really enjoy it and you can say that to the brewer because things will get put into like there's you know someone thinks this is a you know a whatever beer you know thinks it's a check a check peels now but actually it would have probably done better in a different lager style like so judges can be like you know this doesn't fit into this category you should have put it in this one so that if you make it again you can put it into a different category you know it's I it's feel like it's just interesting it's, it's, it's got to be so hard like yeah yeah to be it's like not an i easy really thing. like this and then you're like but i don't think it but has it doesn't this, i don't think it has this but it's yeah. so good and you score <laughs> you so just write, you, you like, score you it on just different write, like, things yeah you want to be like don't change a thing this is great right but also i've definitely put on my like, rating for the style <laughs> i've had my beer judged and like had people say oh what well, oh, i really enjoyed this but like the other judges didn't like when i made my um lemon and rosemary saison for the three hills uh for the three hills brewing competition um i got quite i think i was in the top 10 finishes but like um it wouldn't like they didn't want to make it commercially <laughs> but i remember andy coming up to us <laughs> when we were at the outpost and he was like yeah there was like this lemon beer and i was like that was mine <laughs> and he was like yeah it was really good the other didn't like it but i loved it like it's subjective beer is subjective so you know this is the thing i thought it was a good beer for i think i had i'm fairly certain i had that and i i liked it <laughs> bitter but this beer is so yeah fine. <laughs> shall i tell you a little bit of history about czech pilsner yeah regale me while oh, i enjoy regale you while you enjoy um Peasant, so please <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know i felt like the word regale felt very <laughs> like just interrupting me i don't know <laughs> sorry so we'll call most of this style here in the UK are Czech Pilsner. In uh, the Czech Republic, in Czechia, they can uh, they are only allowed to call um, Pilsner Erkville a Czech Pilsner because they've got the monopoly on that name. Um, Budvar's got Czech Lager on theirs, not Czech Pilsner. Um, the official... BJCP style name is actually Czech Premium Pale Lager. Uh, 
fun fact for you there. And Pilsner Oakville is the original. Now, we have done a little bit on uh, Pilsner Oakville. If you go back to our Water Profiles episode, um, we tried Pilsner Oakville next to Attic's Birmingham Pilsner because, interestingly, the water profile in Birmingham is very similar to that of um, of Pilsen, which is where Chet Pilsner was born. So the story goes that the beer in Pilsen was terrible <laughs> and the people were very upset about it and they like they just it was in like the 1800s the beer was terrible so they they threw all the beer out into the street and was like why are you making us drink this terrible beer um so the local brewers um decided that they need to do something about this they built a new brew house they built it next to the water source so they could use this lovely soft water that they had in pills in um, and they employed a bavarian brewer called joseph grohl to come over and develop the develop the recipe um he had like some techniques that he had found from other places and brought them with him um and he is credited as being the first person to brew the chip hills now um hang on that's that is interesting yeah uh, i feel like some of the research that i did so i didn't know so much about obviously i knew the basic history, yeah but i didn't know so much about about the gent from bavaria mm-hmm. um and i feel like that explains they brought in a ringer things some of the things that i saw when i was like just doing some basic research preliminary research on my own and i'm sure you're gonna you'll probably touch upon it anyways but like one of the things was like yeah there was like inspiration taken from the rhine the rhine the the purity laws yeah from the rhine heights um so this area of the world was originally called bohemia and it has um a brewing history that's probably as long as that of germany and england who have also been brewing for a long time um originally back in the 16th century the bohemian brewers were making wheat beers uh and they were called white white beers and then they were making rye beers and they were called red beers Uh, and they were ales so one thing about lager is that it is um ale and lager are two different types of beer different yeasts are used so a lager is brewed with what used to be called a bottom fermenting yeast because it ferments at a lower temperature ales are done with a top fermenting yeast which ferments at a higher temperature um there was another important figure in bohemian brewing history who was called andre poupe he was the first person to ever use a thermometer in brewing that's interesting yeah and there's loads of fun facts loads of fun facts i'm just dropping them all in here dropping in the the uh, fun fact bombs for you um he wrote the book die kunst der bierbrauens which translates to the art of the art to brew and he designed new malting and brewing equipment and founded the first modern brewing school in europe so he was a he was a bohemian brewer um however the beers that they were making at that time were rubbish that's why they ended up throwing them in the street um literally 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 you get out but part of this is because the um 
in the 1830s, lager beers from Germany were starting to creep into uh, into uh, Bohemia from Bavaria. And people wanted that like, like these imported beers were more popular. And so the wheat beers and the rye beers, like people were just not happy with those. And they were like, get rid of them. We need a better beer. And that's when the brewers, uh, who at the time, the people that were uh, licensed to brew were called burgers. Uh, burgers? They, burgers. <laughs> I love B-U-R-G-H-E-R-S. That. I love that. <laughs> so much. Um, they took the matter into their own hands. They built their new brewery. They brought over their ringer, Joseph Grohl, and he did the recipe for the first Czech Pilsner. Um, he had perfected his knowledge while brewing in Bavaria, and he'd picked up the brewing and malting techniques from there, where they were making like lighter, lighter malts, um, and he used that to his advantage to create the Czech Pilsner. Uh, it's another important ingredient however is that it uses only czech malts and czech hops in particular sars um it's an important important hop for uh our czech pilsners because it gives it that spicy woody floral note uh however should we get into hops now should we get into into hops right now should i hang on to it for a little bit Hang on to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk more about you hops. You can fill in the gaps on, yeah. the, on the very basic of what I've got. Yeah. Yeah. SARS is important, but also we're in trouble. <laughs> with, 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 you know, Doom and gloom. Like SARS, <laughs> you're in trouble, girl. Like, girl, no. Yeah, girl, no. run. SARS, SARS is in trouble. But we're working on it. Don't panic. <laughs> that was ominous. That is... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, so that's a little overview of um, of the history of of Pilsner. It's got they've just got really great water in Pilsner in Pilsen um, that makes that piece. It's soft, and so it it rounds out the hop bitterness that makes it and makes the beer really drinkable. And so does Birmingham, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, that that's what I found really interesting yeah. about that. And and I think to be fair, like that's kind of the main reason why we went with like Budvar. Yeah, because of, we've talked about because, because, yeah, because we've done that one already. Yeah. And, Spoiler: and was... If you haven't listened to that episode, I'll link it in the show notes. We preferred the Birmingham Pilsner to I, the Pilsner Oetvel. I, I actually genuinely just did. saying. But then I also, part of me's also like, is it because like one was fresh on tap and one was not? I mean, I'm gonna just say that I it's possible. It they both could be equally great, and they they both I mean, good. But... We just need to go to Prague and drink Stop. it from the tank right Stop, because you know that there's so many trips I want to do yeah. just add it to the list I will say though as I'm drinking this one yep this uh Zichovec or Zikovec I feel like I am get like it has evolved slightly since it's been sitting out and I've had more sips of it as well so since I've topped it up and had a little bit more, I do feel like I'm getting more of that maltiness that I didn't sort of get before, the breadiness yeah. that I didn't get before. And the bitterness has really mellowed. And I think like there's still that dryness, but it's less... Um, I don't want to use the word aggressive because I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But I think it's it's less overt, that yeah. dryness. It's a little agree. bit more... It's mellowed out a bit. And it yeah. does feel a little bit more on par with that Budvana. So I think like I'm going to... 
take what I've said previously out, and actually, I do think, I do think this actually fits in quite well. It's with good. Style. I would, mm. I highly recommend it. Mm. I really enjoy this, but I will still stand by what I said that I think that I could drink. I think the only thing that hasn't changed is the carbonation is still really like much lower than the Budvar. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like the production size and possible. Yeah. Package yeah. Because if it's a much and, smaller brewery, and all that. Yeah. So that's kind of my thinking, or if there's if it makes any difference of the bottle versus the can versus whatever. Um, I think the carbonation level being lower in this one means that I can sort of. I do feel less gassy and I feel like I could drink this so much more. Yeah. Cool. Should we move on to our our third one? Let's. Our third one. Ta-da! Another 12. It is another 12, yeah. Do you want to attempt to say it or do you want me to say it? Vino Drasky. I was going to say, that's how I was going to say Vino Hradsky. Yeah. Pivova. That's Pivova. how I would say it. Pivova, yeah. Vino Pivovar. I feel Ooh. like Pivovar has to probably mean brewery. Yeah. Um, I like that they've got the little, um, like... Diagram. The little spiderweb diagram. diagram. The little spiderweb diagram. Yeah. So they've got a little... Kind of like... That a spiderweb. Yeah, kind of like um, Brew York do on theirs. It is yeah. a pentagon with aroma, bitterness, carbonation, fullness and aftertaste on it. Um, it aroma... It's up to aroma the most. Aftertaste, bitterness and carbonation are probably equal. Fullness is lower. Interesting. I'm not going to lie. So this is how shit I am with like math. Like, so the <laughs> fact that shapes are like, they sit in the math category. I'm so shit at math. That I was like, I don't even know what you would call this shape. And then you were like, a pentagon. And it's I was a pentagon. Like, oh, I was just going to go it's wrong It's got five this. sides. No, it's got five <laughs> sides. It's a pentagon. <laughs> Pent means five. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> My brain wanted to be like, yeah, fuck it, it's a rhombus. <laughs> no, like, I'm so bad. Rhombus has got four sides. With, like, geometry. <laughs> Is that the one that goes, like, squiggle line, squiggle... Like, they're all... It's basically... Squiggle it's line? It's basically the one that's the rectangle, but, like, Bit on skew- its side. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> dumb. We should just call it a rectangle. But I don't make math, so it's fine. But I'm rectangle has geometry. right angles in it. Which is why it's a rectangle. Yeah, but we didn't... We, I just feel like there's things we could have done there. We didn't Anywho, have to make up a whole separate thing. I also like that this one says, <laughs> check Pilsner, check Premium Pale Lager on it. Yeah. I, I'm quite excited to try this one, actually. Um, yeah. I think I've looked yeah. at this one several times and then never actually bought it. So This is another one. So this is one. This is the time. They, so they do this brew... This is the hour. They, they do brew in Prague and Karani, I think is how you'd say it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's in, in, in Czechia. So yeah, they've got, um, I think Prague has a brewery and a restaurant. Oh. And Karani has a, a brewery and a bar. Nice. So they do have like, from what I could see on their website, they do have like two more um specific sort of like two dedicated breweries which i thought was interesting um it did feel like just comparing the websites like from one to the other felt like this was maybe a still obviously 
like smaller independent brewery but felt like it was probably bigger in scale because like i feel like um you could tell that the zitchvik was more like family owned because they mm. had more of like here's our story whereas like the vinogradsky was more there was more focus on the beer itself that they've got and the locations that they've got and like they did have like here's our story mm. but um it a lot of it wasn't it wasn't so much as like personal in that sense which i'm sure just probably is more that's just not what they've chosen as a branding for them to focus on um they did have like a meet our staff and then what i thought was really nice. interesting they had like a lot of different articles it's like how to pour the perfect pilsner Ooh. so i guess before we go into hops should i before we pour this one should yes. i read their article on how to pour a perfect uh, uh how to pour a perfect czech lager yes is what it says please um, please inform so us written, this was written in March of 2013 as well, so that's fairly recent. Oh. They also did a bit on water profile, their water profile as well. Um, nice. It's a really good art. Like, if you look at their blog post, they do really, yeah. really good blog post. And their beers sound decent as well, so, like, definitely a place I'd go visit. Um, so, proper pouring step by step. I'm going to just do the high levels because I don't want to read it all out because I yeah. feel like that is completely... Go to the website and read we'll, we'll the whole thing. We'll link to it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to read all of it and then they're like what the actual (laughs) F Um, so clean the glass properly is the step one I have not so yeah I haven't I haven't so it says rinse the glass before pouring yeah I've done that I could do this ready I normally do that okay wait I have got water here I can do this I've got some water I meant to do it (laughs) I didn't do it I'm making a mess on a lower scale um I'm gonna swirl it around in the glass. Let's do this. I'll do a little hand spinny scenario if you're watching the video, and then I'll dump it in another glass that I've got to the side because I don't really feel like chugging a bunch of water. And there we go. We've got a rinsed, <laughs> a rinsed glass. Great. Do this under a tap, people. Um, do as we do as we yeah, say, not as we like, do. Not as we do. Not as we do. Never do what we do. Um, sometimes I would argue, don't even do what we say. No. <laughs> so I mean, if you do as we say, it's up to you at your own risk. <laughs> this one's not as we say. Do as Vinogradsky says. Yes. So they know. They get it. Um, proper pouring. So this is basically out of tap. So it does say, uh, if it's been, I will read a little bit of this. So if it's been a few minutes since the last draft beer, tap out a small quantity of the beer. Um, it does say to insert the faucet deep into the glass. So now with Czech Pilsner. Like it depends on who you speak to. With Czech Pilsner, you should. With other beers, you shouldn't. I was going to say, it's kind of that thing of, you. do you have any... Uh, more context around that because i feel like someone's gonna hear that before what you said and they're gonna go oh no that's absolutely what you should not do so with regular draft beer the faucet should not touch the beer um it, there's too much chance of like contamination and bacteria getting into it and things like that there are certain beer styles where the faucet does need to go in chet pilsner is one of them because it then helps to get the the foam on the top um you know with cask beer and a swan neck and your and your um sparkler that needs to be in the beer to create the head and and things like that there are certain instances but when it is a beer that and the force it needs to be in the beer there must be meticulous cleaning 
because you're dunking that into everybody's beer and you're going to be like if you're not cleaning those properly wiping them down properly cleaning them up you know doing regular line cleaning and things like that and taking apart the tap and cleaning it properly you can end up with bacteria in people's I beer and that's just gross a, there's also a level as well of like you don't tend to find this style or places serving the style like when they do that yeah um, from my experience anyways you don't tend to find that you would take the same glass up and no. they would use the same glass like yeah. not that i mean that doesn't happen usually full stop anyways but it's kind of that thing like if you were at a beer festival and there was somebody serving this style and you have the same glass they don't tend to go yeah yeah i'll just use that again to do it there tends to be very specific like no we have a fresh clean glass to do this and yeah. for that very reason um so yeah it does say to insert the faucet deep into the glass and you'd hold the glass at a 45 degree angle um that the faucet should touch the glass um i won't explain all of it but you want to create foam at the bottom of the glass and then uh the faucet should always stay in the same position. There's a lovely video on here as well. So if you want to see what it looks like, how you do it properly from a from a tap, watch this video, read this article. We don't have that. So what we can do is we can crack this. We've cleaned yep. it. I don't have a tap to put in there. So we'll just angle it 45 angle degrees. It. I always angle it at 45 degrees and anyway. Just... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But I just feel like we're going to say it anyway. We're going to angle it 45 degrees. <laughs> And then we're going to get in there and we're going to magically create some foam with our brains. And Oh yeah, there we go. There's foam there already. So you can control the foam in your glass by the height that you pour it from. So if you uh, are pouring... So I did do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very foamy. It's, she, she's foamy. She's foamy. Um, but if you're struggling with your foam, if you want less foam, you need to pour, pour put your counter bottle closer to the glass. And if you want more foam, you need to raise it up generally i mean i wouldn't even say I've got that pretty, I mean, that is literally three fingers deep yeah i've got a good good foam foamy head there she's and not quite as I have clear used, as the others i was gonna say i have used that technique as well of, of the like i want more foam in what yeah. i'm doing so i'm gonna sort of move it up slightly and then i have made the mistake of going slightly too high and i'm like it's too much, <laughs> yeah, it's too too much, much. Too stop, much. stop 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 <laughs> Yeah. I think this looks lovely. Look at that. There's definitely something in suspension there, just stopping it from being 100% clear. Yeah, because it's mostly clear. Yeah. But there is a little bit of shadow, like where I could yeah. see um, this lovely web page behind with the other beers. Could be hops, could I be could yeast. I can see everything clearly there. This one's not. If you look at them on the screen, you can kind of see that difference i would say color wise they are very they're all very comparable yeah. color wise i would say it's only very very light differences there smells kind of similar to the budvar to be honest yeah bready crackery mm. tiny little bit floral i do get a little bit of the diacetyl yeah that's definitely in there which we have said is not a not a bad in yeah. this case that is that is what we normal to be there no normy actually should we go and visit oh i agree that fullness it's very light yeah 
bitterness is fairly low the carbon i would actually say this is over egg the carbonation on the diagram i don't feel like it's nearly as carbonated as i would have assumed from that diagram i get a lot of the bit of the butteriness in the in the flavor same there is a bitterness as well that lingers towards that back end that's not there immediately but as the taste sort of sticks around that bitterness kind of comes out yeah like, it's not my fave that's the that's the only way i could sort of describe it yeah i don't dislike it actually though yeah it's not my fave i like it potentially more than the budvar oh two degree that's fighting talk mm, i don't know let me go back hold on let me go back to my warm budvar and my massive mm. glass oh yeah i don't know that was that was a bold statement to make wasn't it yeah it's not my fave it's all right it's not my fave. I feel like it's lacking some of the more complex character that the other two have got. Mm, I think I enjoy it more than you do. Yeah. But I do agree that it feels like there's something that's missing from this flavour. But I can't put my finger on what it is that yeah. is missing. But I would say it's pretty no frills, but I still think it's pretty, it's pretty good. I don't... I feel like again the carbonation is fairly low so it's yeah. not leaving me feeling gassy or anything like that like i don't feel bloated when i say gassy i mean i like get a bloated sense of like filling up really quick and it doesn't do that i feel like you would pair really well with a snack as well all of these would pair really well with a snack i feel like lagers are lagers are your snacking beers snack beer. yeah, yeah yeah definitely they really are mm. i think i need to let it like I need to just sip it more casually. Cool. Shall we go into hops? Yeah, let's let's go into hops. So, right, Sars. Before I let you take it away and talk about all the hop Ooh, stuff, what, do I, you want to talk about what I did think was interesting. Yeah. So it's not so much talking about... I do have notes, but I'm actually going to let you go because you probably have so much more than what I... I'm sure everything that you've covered is everything I've written down. <laughs> uh, but I will say what I thought was interesting as well was you mentioned about the bavarian brewer and all that and so what i as i was looking up sort of the main hop that i could see that was mentioned in it which was zateki uh polo rani which that's really hard to say so that was coming up and that's basically in the saz hop family it's also mm -hmm. known as the saz semi-early red hop variety and i thought like, okay that's that's interesting because i was good because i was like oh what is i've never heard of that never heard of yeah that. i was like googling it and it was like oh yeah it's basically a saz variety and i was like cool and as i started kind of digging into it and like okay is this just like a translation for that um i saw that basically <laughs> where this hop is from which is zatek that is the the german name for zatek is sars so i was like i did and i and i remember sort of like looking into that and going that's really interesting because what came up was like zatek the town that's located in the northwest part of the well, i guess <laughs> if we want to call it the czech republic or we want to call it czechia um it's located in the northwest part and there's it's basically known within unesco yeah as the hops town so i thought that was i've got a link for that that we can share for that as well which i found really fascinating and as i was digging into it it was like oh yeah sars is basically the german name for that 
and I kind of couldn't I was like that's really interesting like how did that happen and then when you were like oh yeah they got a brewer from Bavaria I was like I feel like there's a lot of things that I googled prior to having this episode that I was like that all makes a lot of sense now but anyways I will I feel like you are more well versed on this take it away go so if you're talking about Czech hops you're usually talking about SARS um, SARS is what they call a land race hop. That means it's like one of the originals. It's not been crossbred with things. It was one of the first hops that we found growing and we decided to chuck it in beer. We being the collective noun for people. <laughs> um, it's a very traditional hop. Um, it is the hop that is used in Czech Pilsners. Um, a lot of lager brewers will use SARS uh, and it has been grown in Bohemia since 1843 and it was introduced to the region by a monk from Bavaria whose name was Antonin Horak so there you go Um, it because it is an original hop it's also a noble hop um, if you've heard that term before which is you know a selection of hops that have particular characteristics and are used in these types of beers um because it's an old hop it is used to growing in certain climates it is not happy <laughs> with climate change if you if you're a climate change denier go and have a chat with SARS because <laughs> SARS is telling you through its growth rates that ch- climate change is happening like it's it is not doing well its roots aren't growing and last year the yield was down by 30 percent which is a lot (laughs) um in fact someone the other day said that they that they'd updated that and it was like maybe down by 50 percent like SARS is in trouble um which is going to be a blow for (laughs) breweries that use a lot of that in lagers now that's okay don't panic those SARS a lot um, of doom and yeah I'm, I, I'm the harbinger of doom here like sorry sorry harbinger of doom here however um, hop breeding programs are finding ways to breed hops that are similar to SARS will do the same job but are more uh, resilient to changing climates to diseases and things like that there are you know there are um, if you've not heard of these hop hop development programs there's one in germany in hool um there's one here in the uk why college do a lot of development um there's experimental farms that john i haas run in the us uh, yakima chief will have their their ones as well um hop growers are finding ways to get around this um but breweries have got to be open to starting to use a little bit of some different hops to try them out you know start to kind of balance out the usage so that when we come to a point because it's going to happen where SARS might well die out because there isn't a way of developing it to make it better now without change like without changing it from being SARS um other hops are going to have to be used so if you're a big fan of SARS I've had this conversation with a couple of people who are just like <gasps> I love SARS, I love SARS in beer and I'm like, enjoy it while you can <laughs> I am the harbinger of doom <laughs> and it is it, it is in trouble so 
keep your eye out for for hops that can um, take its place and breweries to start using those in there. One that is uh, being looked at to be a replacement for SARS is Tango. I believe you had a beer from um, Goose Island. From Goose Island that used Tango. Kindly sent me a beer to try yep. um, quite a while ago that had tango, and that was, uh, I think we've talked about it on here before. Yeah. It was an experimental, uh, experimental hop at the time that they, uh, the whole reason it came about was because of the climate change. They were trying yep. to find something that was more resilient yep. with climate change. Um, so yeah, that that's interesting that that is potentially a replacement. Yep. Tango sort of for that. is a resi- is a possible replacement for SARS. So keep an well, eye I out tried for it that it was a pale ale so it's mm. that's so it's hard for me to think that there's so yeah this is the thing right potential replacement because it was in something that was so drastically different to these yeah. czech pills that so we're a sars right and... a sars hop should have like it should be pleasantly spicy a little bit herbal bit woodsy bit earthy bit floral those are the kind of things that you're looking for um other there are other czech hops though i've got a couple for you that um you might have heard of kazbek is a czech hop that was released in 2008 um it's named after the highest peak within the middle of the caucasus mountain range that one has an aroma profile of citrus earthy and spicy so a little of that citrus does kind of come in i think it's because of the other hops that it it ends up being crossed like the the ones that it's bred from um i don't have do i have oh yeah no way i do have where kazbek came from um it is a hybridization between the boar variety and wild russian hops interesting yeah so um it's a dual purpose hop genetically it belongs to a group of high alpha cultivars originating from the hop brewers gold um which is genetically similar to the Czech variety Angus. They're all they all they're all a big old family of hops. It, it does <laughs> um, kind of feel a bit though, like like the the citrus element just feels like it's just when you enjoying these Czech pills, it kind of feels like a citrus element to that flavour would just throw off the balance of yeah. Of- some of what's in here and the it citrus right with some of this multi breadiness yeah the citrus tends to be in the aroma i think so if you used it earlier on in the brewing process that's going to get boiled off maybe don't quote me on that Fair. that's a possibility mm. um <laughs> the kazbek is often compared to sars but it's much stronger so it has earned the nickname super sars that's kazbek for you super sars i like yeah. that that's a fun that's a fun name super sars yeah. makes me super think of a peep show the super hans and specifically the citrus note is of lemon or grapefruit but that doesn't yeah, but obscure feels like if i were to if i were to smell that it i wouldn't expect it to, like i feel like that would already throw me off the vibes i'd like to do a like for for if i wanted a check pills i feel like yeah. that would just completely throw me off and i'd be like already in a mindset where i'd be like oh i don't know well if you use not it late in the boil I'd, I'd be willing to try it but if you use it late in the boil and if you use it for dry hopping then you're going to get that citrus lemon and grapefruit note um, but it says that that never obscures the quintessential mixture of floral and earthy spice from its sars parent so it's in addition to those I'd be interested to try it 
Yeah. Um, and then another hop on, I noticed on the back of our Vino Hudraski that they used Sars and Sladek. Um, so Sladek's profile is gingerbread, watermelon, cognac, orange and nettle. I can't say. I mean. I'm getting any of those, but maybe the nettle. <laughs> um, I just think that like all those flavors sound really nice though yeah in a yeah. bit in a bit like i'm not suggesting that i'm like right. check bills now that's you know some of that as i want but like just in a beer full stop yeah gingerbread's your thing be, right i wouldn't You'd hate it that. like i wouldn't hate any of that like having all of that in a bit like cognac like oh it just sounds really nice and interesting like i feel like you could make some really interesting things with it check pills i don't know if that's gonna work for me there but like i feel like other varieties that could be really interesting to play around with yeah this one um Sladek was introduced in the 1980s i believe um it is appreciated for its balanced aroma profile and bitterness and it is named after the czech word for brewer hmm. there you go that's a fun fact i like that yeah i feel like we're just pulling little fun facts just out little, bringing the little fun facts out so that's the um, Czech hops that I know. Did you have any more? I think it'll be really interesting. No, I only had those ones. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to kind of see what happens there and the doom and gloom of it and Soz. all of that sort of into consideration and, and aside. I think it'll be interesting because as I kind of mentioned at the start, how like when I was doing my independent research from all the stuff you already had, it's kind of like, oh yeah, this sort of, the Czech pills in some ways how they decided to do it was based off the purity laws and there's lots of like that german influence there yeah and using local ingredients german side of things it's very you know localized and everything and i think obviously with those hops you can still keep it localized but how that changes the taste overall to what we know at the moment as a czech pills that will be really interesting to see how that evolves and like will yeah. we in five years time ten years time whatever will they update the guidelines for check pills will they have i mean to they'd have to to make like how will it work will they go well we're, like can you retire a, a style guideline will they have to call it something else well they will do they update them every five years decide that that's not what they want like, but then, um, I, I guess in the sense of like, will they say in the past it used to be this, but now yeah. it's this? Yeah. So when you go and look at be... the BJCP star guidelines, there's like a little bit of history, a little bit of background, things like that. Um, like I can't remember which one it was, but they did they did the 2021 update in December 2021. They updated all of the star guidelines. It was supposed to be done in 2020, but they didn't because it's every five years. So the previous iteration yeah. was 2015 they then updated it in december 2021 um and there were a couple of styles that shifted around categories um some classic like where it lists like beers that are a prime example of that style a couple of those got knocked off of places like like some of the changes were slight but when you go in there and look you're like oh wait like I think it was one of the brown ales got knocked off of its classic Ooh, designation gee. right um they it things get switched up because beer evolves it's a you know it's a 
live product it's, it's something that changes situation yeah. thing isn't it yeah palettes it's change just, it's, it's, I... ingredients change um likes and dislikes change like you know new england i new england ipas neppers have only been around since 2010s and they're also probably one of the most popular to hate right just because <laughs> i feel like people enjoy hating on them <laughs> it's fine i can take it uh but yeah, no, I just think it'll be really interesting to see how that changes and evolves and if in, you know, like I said, in 10 years' time, if we're, if, if we're talking to, like, uh, the babies in the craft world in 10 years from now, are we going to be like, back in my day, a Czech I'm Pilsner totally gonna tastes do that. like this? They're like, oh, I love the citrusy notes of a Czech Pilsner. <laughs> it's my favourite thing. And we're like, back in my day, Czech Pilsners didn't have citrus in it. <laughs> Are we going to be like the cranky old people yeah. that are like, why can't beer just taste just like, taste like beer? Check, why can't a Czech Pilsner just taste like a Czech Pilsner? And then we look at the updated style guidelines and it's like, is fruity. Uh, no. Citrus and oats. Wrong. And like, no. This is not what it should taste like. Uh, yeah, I wonder if maybe some of us. those people that are like, why don't why can't beer just it taste like, like beer? beer. Those people are like, I remember back in the day <laughs> when this is what an IPA was like and a pale ale. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, one to watch. Shall we move on to our last and final? So we Let's... can wrap things up. Because this will be this will be a fun. This will just be a little yeah. fun one. So the ones we've done so far have been traditional brewed in the Czech Republic. Um, now we got a little UK offering for you. We got Three Locks Camden Town Lager, which is so- a. I will say as well, it doesn't say specifically, like, it, it's labelled as a lager across the board in all aspects of it. It's just yeah. everywhere you go, it says lager. But the reason that we sort of picked this one was, A, the story, I mean, when we found Camden, yeah. um, we found the Three Locks uh, Brewing Company, we just happened to stumble across them, which we'll, we can talk about in a minute if we really want to. Uh, we happened to stumble across them. And then we were like, oh, we should we should get something to like have on the podcast. That'd be really good. And then we got this lager and I was like looking at it and I was like, oh, actually. So it says lager everywhere. Yep didn't specify a specific type but then i was like sars hops and it says check inspired so you know what we'll just see how it stacks up with the check yeah so this is what actually inspired the check lager <laughs> yeah, episode this is, it actually is thanks we three like, locks oh, we could do a whole we could just do a whole check <laughs> and they were like oh, literally so we were basically I, we've probably talked about it before so we'll just very recap in case you haven't in case you're listening for educational purposes which uh, i'm sure you got some education out of it and some <laughs> crap that we've spouted out of it whatever <laughs> what, that's what we're here for um welcome to us so we were like literally in camden before the whole day we were going to do something yep. we, we started in camden and we were going from the um we were having food in the market area and we were like we're gonna go to werewolf before we head off and we depart from camden because be we rude not werewolf, to big love to rich yeah but we were like need to go see rich rich wasn't even in that day we rude. were like oh boo he's like <laughs> it's the one day that i'm doing something else and we were like boo but we're still gonna go <laughs> fine we'll drink That's your fine. beer instead <laughs> i was like are you still open though and he was like yes and i was like okay we're still gonna go so <laughs> we decided to make our way to werewolf and where we were coming from versus the route we were taking uh, amy what i love amy winehouse but she was the bane of my existence that yeah. day because everybody the graffiti the statue everything people were like I think it started we tried to leave the market and everyone yeah. was crowded around the statue. We're like, we just want to get out, please. Yeah, we just, want, we <laughs> just then, wanted to go. We just 
just wanted to go. And we like had to fight through people trying yeah. to take photos with the statue. And we're like, ah, tourists. And we're tourists, but we're like, ah, London. But tourist. not that kind of tourist. <laughs> we're like, we, we're not here for that kind of tourism. We're here for beer tourism. <laughs> so then we go barreling out. We finally make our way through, barge our way past the amy winehouse people and then there's like a big mural of amy winehouse that more people are taking photos in front of and it's just like it's like i love camden but it is just so on weekends especially it's just yeah because this was a saturday just chaos (laughs) yeah it was a saturday and it's like normally i do not go to camden on a saturday if i'm going it's for a gig and it's normally like a weeknight or something like that uh, so we were going through and we were like, I, I literally, I was like, I'm not going to that crowd. Let's let's find a back road. And I was like, I know that these roads go along sort of the lock. So like, we can go along this canal area. We can get out, and it's fine. We can get to we can get to where we need to be. Let's just like pick one of these roads to go down. And then we just started walking down. We we're like, oh, we could go this way. We could go left. We could go right. I was like, oh, let's go. Let's go to the right. And we start walking down and in the distance, I think I said it first, in the distance I went, you literally did. I spy a sign that says tap room. <laughs> yeah, she was like, that <laughs> says like, tap room. I was like, Joe, I was like, I was like, Joe, it says tap room, it says tap room. And she was like, that does say tap room. And I was like, what is this? And then we started like approaching it and we were like, oh, I've never heard of this brewery before. It's a tap room. Let's go in. And then they had like really, really good... It's like really interesting so uh, they yeah. had the um the strawberry, strawberry lace sour was so good so i'm good. actually mad that we the didn't porter was good with us yeah yeah we should have done it i thought it was really good the music was effing banging yeah I feel like music there was banging. Was everything it was like old school hip-hop we had like big willy style on it one moment, yeah and then the next minute it was something complete it was like rock yeah. i right. think i was doing i was basically was doing of, karaoke at one point bit of Brit i had pop. one guy singing with yeah. me yeah i was like yes I think um, yeah. was it Oasis that yeah. I started singing? Some guy was singing with me, and I was like, "Yes, we got yeah, it was this." Good. It was good. The time. staff was so like beyond yeah. lovely. Um, yeah, we almost. I think we intended to stop in for one drink, and then I was like, "We could just stay longer, though." <laughs> and then we were like, "Let's get another round." Beer time. Um, yeah, it was great. So we wanted to be able to take their beer away and have it on an episode just because the experience was great the beer we yeah. had was great and so we're just gonna see how similar it is to a check booth so here we are camden town lager from if you're Three in camden Nuts. go and find it like going their tap room what do they call it their beer hall it's nice yeah they had so they had like the tap room which there was like a big where we stood next yeah. to the bar there was like a window that went into the actual yeah. brewery like the, the actual brewing floor but then they had around the corner, which I didn't go into, but I think you went into because um, the bathroom. There was I only went to the toilet there. because yeah. <laughs> the queue for the toilet in the ta- in where so the bar was was ridiculous. The, they only had one in the yeah. tap room, quote unquote. Um, but they had a beer hall that was around the corner that you went into. Was that like I don't know? What it was um, like. I think the beer hall's upstairs because I only saw the toilets. So <laughs> I only saw the toilets. I only saw the toilets. That's all I needed. <laughs> Were they good? How would you rate them? Yeah, they were all right. I mean, there was more than one, which is always a good thing. I mean, if you're going to toilet somewhere, you need to know what you're getting into. It's <laughs> a generous um, head on this one. Like it's that. got a generous head. Three fingers. Um, it's quite a light I, yellow. I think it's a lighter colour, but I yeah. would say it's probably comparable in terms of like opaqueness to the Vino Vratsky. Yes. Like, it's, it's mostly clear, but there is just a slight haze to it. Yeah, something suspended in there. Bright white head, though. 
It smells nice. Oh, it does have like a bit of a lemony it has note. That dia- so there's a little bit lemony, and it does almost have that di- slightly diacetyl yeah. aroma to it, but not in an unpleasant way no. by any means. And I would say almost like a slight bit of potential spiciness to that. Yeah, it's not as malty bready. No, in the bit aroma, bit more crackery doughy, lighter. I would just say overall, if I had to describe it, just like lighter feels like yeah. the right way to describe it. Right, sips. Wow, that's I really enjoy that. That's nice. That's really easy drinking. It's very like light is the word. Very light, light for me, very light, low carbonation, thinner mouthfeel, but not in by no means is yeah. that like a detriment. It feels like it fits in really well with the flavours. There's a very bready the maltiness like I feel like the breadiness is just it's bready yeah. and a bit kind of cereally, maybe oaty. Mm. Oaty, oaty cereal. Yeah, I definitely agree with. I really enjoy it. Very, I like mean, a very low carbonation. Considering that one of the tasting low notes business. for a Chet Pilsner is that the there should be like in the like at the end you've got that hop and malt balance. This definitely showcases that. Like you're getting that, there's malt, there's a little bit of that spicy, kind of woodsy hop at the end there. It's nice. It's very drinkable. You could definitely sit and have a couple of these while you're sat in the sun by the locks. This in is Camden. A very like, 100%. This is very like, I Ooh. feel like light, like bright, sunny, warm weather bit. And I feel like this is one for sure that you can drink in quantity because it doesn't feel oh, yeah. like you're going to get too bloated gassy whatever like it is very quite smooth light yeah drinkable i don't even think like the bitterness this is probably the lowest bitterness out of all of them potentially yeah, I would um, say so. yeah i think that the, the aroma does have that like i feel like that spicy quality to the aroma mm. i really enjoy this i kind of I like wish it. we got I, I am i think my biggest regret is not getting more of their beers it just and means we've got to go back. Not more their beers and being like, "Do you want to talk to us on a podcast?" Because <laughs> I did say that to you, and you were like, really "No, great. no, let's just go." To be fair, though, we were trying. No, because we also were like, we're trying not to buy because we always. Make oh, we were trying not to buy. When we yeah. go, we buy too yeah. much stuff. We'll go. We start off going, "We're not going to buy that much. We'll buy one at every place." And then what happens is we go, "Oh, but they've got this and this and that." get a few things and then so we, we have to carry really it hard and then we have to carry it around london and then home on the trains yes so we were very like we are going to get one thing yeah at each of the places is the goal and that is what we did yeah but i do my biggest regret is not getting the strawberry lay sour yeah because it was that really was good chef's kiss great yeah um yeah. and yeah I, they are like they just had really good vibes when we were there. Yep. So good music, good vibes, good people from from our very limited exposure of the the one or two people that we interacted with. It was a very yeah. positive experience. Can recommend. And I would definitely try more of their stuff. And can, can recommend, recommend this lager. Definitely check them out. Yeah. If you like lagers and you liked, I would even say that actually. Yeah, I feel like there may be some some minor differences between the other. I mean, there's some very clear differences between the other check pills but i feel like overall if you like a check pills you, you might like this actually. it stacks up pretty pretty good stacks up fairly well cool well that's that 
gonna go drink the rest of it now actually don't have any more fun things to tell you. I think the only other fun fact that I got, which I deleted because I couldn't find any more fun facts. You've whipped out all the fun facts today. I have. So I, I, I tried looking for fun facts and it's all literally like, here's historical things. So I was like, Joe's already doing all that. <laughs> I you did. can't do that. I did. The only other thing I saw was, and I don't know how old this stat is, uh, it was that um, the Czech Republic was the most, the biggest beer drinkers per capita. Yes, I've seen that. As I think that's true. Yeah. But I don't know if that's like a, if that's changed in the last few years. Yeah. But that's I've seen that fact come up a few times um over the last few years, so I just don't know if it's if they've been knocked out, but they are they were the biggest uh beer consumer consumers per square capita and beer is very fundamental to a lot of their social gatherings, their festivals, their um daily life like they're socializing in general it is apparently i can't say because i've not been there i don't know but i'm just what i see that beer is a big part of their culture and their society in that sense and that apparently they are the biggest consumers yeah yeah everyone thinks it's going to be like the us or china but it's actually czech republic yeah normally when that comes up in a pub quiz you're sort of like i know now that that's the answer because I have, I know it because I have answered it on a pub quiz before. <laughs> but yeah, I think like your instinct is to go, the US. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, it's not. Incorrect. It's not actually. Incorrect. Right. We got beers to drink. So I think we should draw this le- this lesson to a close. I hope, listeners, that you've learned a little bit about Czech Pilsner. If you've not had a Czech Pilsner before, I hope that you go and try one. Um, let Check us know. Yeah, let us know if Check you do. Check out the beers. Check out the breweries. Yeah, check them out. Tell us what you think. Come check and let us know. Um, let us know what other lager styles you want us to do lager lessons about. We'll get, we've got some already in the pipeline, but let us know which ones you want to hear because we want to create what you want to listen to. Um, Tori, if people want to tell you... I, mean, I, which... can, only, I can only milk the Czech pun for, for this episode. So, <laughs> she can. Uh, yeah, this is the only one. I've just used as much as I can and the next one you're going to have to figure out what I'm going to milk next. <laughs> Tori, if people want to suggest uh, next lager lessons to you, where can they get hold of you? I'm probably the wrong one to suggest lessons to. Is probably. You they want to suggest lessons to. Uh, <laughs> if you want to talk about puns with me, because that's probably... I'm probably more the person you want to talk to puns about. Joe's the one you want to talk to about the educational stuff. Uh, you can come give me some good Czech puns. Uh, check your skills. Uh, check oh, out my God. Instagram. <laughs> you can oh, find God. me on Instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism um i'm just gonna say that because it links back to everything else and i am i've been so 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 busy with everything that i barely even keep up with that sometimes but i do read your messages <laughs> i just don't always do public posts um but hopefully that will change soon so we'll see have you uh we'll find you've got... got to check it out to find out <laughs> uh-huh. have you done any more willich slushies uh, I have some that I just haven't edited them. Uh, so yeah. we'll my sister's actually yeah. surprising me. Like, I've got messages from my sister, like, messaging me going, but will it slush you, though? And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, like, it's infiltrated. It was a joke it. that, like, literally it. now, I have gotten so many messages about will it slushy, and I think that's the funniest thing, as I was like, it's a joke, and people are going, but will it slushy, though? And I was like, I don't know, let's find the fuck out. Great. You can send me your ideas of what you want me to slushy. Send it to As me well. on Instagram, and yeah. that'll be great. Um, I will try them 
even if I don't post it, I'll still try it just for fun. Uh, so that's me. If you want to suggest episodes, you want to send them to Joe. Joe, where can people send them to you? Um, if you want to get a hold of me uh, to suggest episodes or you want to ask me some beer questions, you can get a hold of me at my beer school, which is Love Beer Learning. And we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Pinterest. I'm mostly on Instagram. If you want to come find me, we're not on threads yet. We haven't done that yet. That's That seems scary, so I I'm not going to do that. I haven't even... No, I haven't got the brain capacity for that, so that. don't even talk to us about that. Um, if, you, if you want to come and see if you can get a hold of both of us depending on who's available you can find us on instagram at a woman's brew uh, and you can also find us on youtube uh, under a woman's brew podcast you can watch this so that'd be fun as well uh i think that's it that's all the places we are isn't it oh you can come to my website which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk there is some information about czech pilsner on there go and check it out uh or you can email me <laughs> check it out <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did it without even realising. You didn't even realise you did that. <sighs> oh, victory you can, for me. Uh, you can email me and sympathise with me over that terribleness that just happened at lovebelearning at gmail.com. Okay, I'm going to go drink these beers now. Time and for bed and to drink Yes, it definitely is. Cheers. Cheers.